Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. And washed in his blood. Hallelujah. So Ezekiel 37, we're continuing to talk about prophesying. What does it mean to prophesy? What is the prophetic ministry? And what is the prophetic gift? Amen? The Bible says that the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Let's move on. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone? No. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones hear the word of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for an opportunity to speak to your children out of your word. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will, our spirits, to understand the power that we have to change situations that we're going through by the voice of our mouth. Lord, I thank you even for this word that you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, when you read this book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel had been raised as a prophet to prophesy to the Jews, Jewish people that had been scattered in the nations. And so this prophecy at the time, God was showing Ezekiel how he would gather that these Jews that had been scattered in nations and bring them into the land and how they would be fruitful. But I want you to understand that every scripture that is written, it is not just for those for whom it was written for. It also has an application for us who are living today. Because the prophet Ezekiel lived and he died. And all those people he was prophesying to, they are not here anymore. But we are here today. And so every time you read the word, you need to ask yourself, as a person that is still alive on earth today, how does this scripture help me to overcome? So God showed Ezekiel uh, a nation that had been scattered. A people that were, there was no hope. They were dry. They were all over the place. When he looked at this valley, the Bible says that the bones were very, very dry. And sometimes we can look at the situations around us. It could be finances. It could be the family. It could be, you know, what you're going through. And, and you look at the situation and you say, God, this is dry. You know, last, the other Sunday we talked about the example of also God getting Aaron and giving him Aaron and giving him a dry stick, and the dry stick blossomed. And sometimes our lives or our situations or whatever we are going through looks like dry bones, looks like a dry stick, something that has no life. And many times when we go to God in prayer, we are believing God to do a miracle. 
But I want you to know that every miracle that ever happens is not done by God alone. It is always done by God working with a man. Amen? Every miracle, there is no miracle that happens without a man responding. That's why Jesus Christ, there were many lepers in Jesus Christ's times days. There were many blind people. There were many, but he passed them. And it is only those who responded that received the miracle. And there are those whose response took even Jesus by surprise. Their faith, that's why he would talk to this woman and say, I have never seen this kind of faith in Israel. Why? Because the woman's understanding of who Jesus is caused her to respond in a way that activated the miracle. So today I want to talk to you about the prophetic as a means of activating miracles. Amen? And when I talk about the prophetic, I told you that there are three levels of prophesying. Number one, everyone can prophesy. Every child of God can prophesy. Because the, the word, in fact, the Hebrew word for prophet comes from, I don't know how exactly they pronounce it, but it's N-F-V-I. Navi or maybe Nabi. Uh, but it's a prophet is someone who proclaims, who mentions, who summons, and who calls things. That is the meaning of the prophetic. You what? You proclaim you mention, you summon, and you call things. So that in, because of that, every one of us can be a prophet. Because God told, the Bible says, Abraham believed in God, Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. He believed in God who calls those things that be not as though they are. Who quickens the dead. So the same power that God has, he has given you. Amen? To call things that are not to become. To quicken the dead things. But how do you do that? You do that with your voice, with your mouth. You can change your world by your words. Hallelujah. You can change your world by your words. You can not only change, but you can create another world by your words. Hallelujah. You can begin to call for things that are not and command them to be. Every word that God has ever spoken, it never goes back to him. So every prophecy you have ever received Every word that you have ever heard, everything that God has spoken to your heart, when God releases a word, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, I'm going to mention many scriptures, uh, but you just write them down. Isaiah 55 verse 8, the Bible says that as the rains cannot come from heaven and come to the earth and go back without watering the ground, so is my word that comes forth out of my lips says it shall not come back to me empty but it shall fulfill that which I have sent it to do so God is so faithful that he never changes whatever you have spoken I, uh, Psalms 89 verse 34 he says my covenant will I not break nor alter the word that has come out of my lips that is why when God has blessed you, it doesn't matter what men say, you are blessed. Hallelujah. When God has chosen to, to change your life, he will do it. But how come many of us have prophecies and have not seen them fulfilled? How come many of us have prayed and we have not seen things happen? There is a disconnect. And the disconnect is not with God. The disconnect is with us. And how we walk or understand the prophetic ability that God has given to each and every one of us. Ezekiel looks at these dry bones and God asks him, Son of man, can these bones live? 
The same question God is asking you today as you look at your situation. You say, God is asking you, can these bonds live? If I bring it closer to you, there are dreams that God has given you and they are big dreams. Maybe it is a dream of that business. Or it is a dream of, 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 of building that house. So it's a dream of whatever it is you have in your heart. And many times, God asks you a question and says, do you think this is, this is possible? And many times we go back to God and say, God, it's only you who knows. I'll keep waiting on you. I'll keep waiting for your time. Every time God will do a miracle, the miracle happens as you respond. I want to take you through some miracles that happened right from the Old Testament, even to the time of Jesus. One of the greatest miracles that happens was with Moses. Moses comes to God and God tells him, I am that I am. I want you to go to Israel. I mean to Egypt and deliver my people. What does Moses say? He says, how will they believe that you have sent me? And God asks him a question. He says, what did he ask him? Bible readers, what did God ask Moses first? What do you have in your hands? God is telling Moses, I can deliver the people, but I'm going to use what you have in your hands. I can bless you. I can lift you up. But I've already put within you the power to produce the miracle that you're believing for. Everything that you need is already on the inside of you. It's not outside you. God has already given you everything. Especially as a child of God. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. His divine power. All things that we need for life and for godliness. So you have time. But I want you to go and study. The moment from that moment. It was no more called Moses' rod. It was called God's rod. Do you know that almost every miracle that happened in Egypt. Happened with that rod. All the plagues, God would tell him, stretch forth that rod and lice would fill the land. Stretch forth the rod and the water would turn into blood. Stretch forth the rod and the sea parted. When he was at the Red Sea, when they did not know what to do, God just told him what? Stretch forth your... Something happened when this rod was empty by the power of God what you have been despising what you have been looking down on all you need to do is to learn to release this in God's hands and you're going to begin to see God open doors in the, with the, the same, same thing that you thought you, you, you didn't was even worth nothing praise the Lord sometimes it is your voice sometimes it is your smile sometimes it is your gift Sometimes it is every one of us has something that makes us unique, but you need to find it. Don't try to do what everybody else is doing. Stop comparing yourself with everybody else. You cannot die as a cheap copy when God make, made you an original person. You have to find what makes you authentic. Hallelujah. You have to find what makes you authentic. What makes you different? Because people are not looking for sameness. People are looking for something distinct. Oh, praise the Lord. So everything that God will do, he wants a man to cooperate. When, when heaven finds a man on earth, miracles begin to happen. When God wants to deliver your family, he saves you. So your salvation must bring deliverance to your family. When God wants to change a nation, he will raise a man. And through that one man, he will begin to change a generation. So we should stop praying as if it all depends on God. We should pray and say, God, Position me. Prepare.
prepare me help me to understand how to cause your will that I'm praying for to be done help me to be the answer to the questions I'm asking help me to be the one that is going to make a difference in the things that I'm seeing around me because God will not do it without you oh I want you to understand this when God came to Isaiah we know he says what whom shall I send and who will go for me now, some of us, the moment we hear that word, say, oh God, here I am, send Sister Kate. Oh, here I am, Lord, send Brother Chris. I'm here, but I'm too comfortable in my space. But God is saying, I need somebody. I need to do a miracle, but I must use somebody. I remember Dr. Neba teaching us about this woman who was in debt. But the same thing the prophet asked, what do you have in your house? When Elijah came to, to, the, to, the, to the, the widow in Zarephath, the widow was looking for something to eat for a long time. And she, she, she had struggled. I'm sure she was rationing, you know, every day. She knows this is enough for today. <laughs> so when the man of God appears... She, she had, you know, God is amazing. That sometimes God will allow us to get to the end of, our, of, the, of the road before he shows up. God can allow you to first go through A, B, up to Z. And now when you don't have any other letter to go to, then you're a candidate for a miracle. Many times we fail to get miracles because we have so many options. We still have an uncle to call. God will let you call them. He will let you text the other brother, he will let you, until everyone disappoints you, and now you say, God, it's only you that I have. God says, now you're ready for a miracle. So this woman only has enough, the remaining meal. Can you imagine being that man of God sent to a widow? And the widow, you reach to this widow and says, all I have left is for me and my son to eat and we die. And God has already commanded, say, told you, I have a widow. Who is going to feed you? I mean, Elijah, if he was one of the prophets of this day, would have said, no, 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 this is a wrong widow. And he would have just gone back to prayer and said, God, reveal. Maybe Elijah expected a widow with horses. I mean, those days it was horses and chariots and, 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 and a lot of farms. And, you know, she has been saving. But the connection for Elijah was not just for him, but also to help the widow. God can send you to places. Oh, hear this very well. Some of us are thinking, if God is going to bless me, I'm going to meet this brother who is already, you know, everything is sorted. He has a car, he has a house, he's settled. But it could be that brother who doesn't have anything, seems to have only one left for that day. But God knows that the moment you connect, because you are favored, hallelujah, the moment you, 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 all you need to do is, you know, this morning I was in the youth service and there was a very great word that was brought by Sister Kate and talked about discernment. And, and I was like, you know, sometimes all you need to see is to see what, sometimes what you're despising is your miracle. Oh, come on, somebody. Sometimes what you're looking down on is, is where the blessing is. Can you imagine this man of God you, you walk out to the widow and the widow says, all I have left is um, one meal. I'm going to eat it and my son and we die. And the man of God was not even <laughs> compassionate. He just said, go prepare for me. I eat fast. <laughs> you guys can die. I'm also hungry. Let me first say, eat. I, prepare for me. I will eat. Do you know, I was sharing with people, I said, never despise the word of God. Sometimes a man of God can look as if he's, he's uh, manipulating. Now I know there are people who have stretched the word and stretched scriptures and made people give. But even in the middle of that, just listen to God. Don't listen to the man. I was sharing people, one of the biggest miracles, I think it was on, uh, I think it was yesterday. One of the biggest miracles, was it yesterday in the Kesha? Yeah, in the Kesha. One of the biggest miracles I ever had in my life. 
I went to a certain church and, and this man of God was calling people forward. And as you know, the people who call and says those who have one million, this was in Uganda. Of course, a million in cash is a lot of money. In Uganda, it's still a lot, but not as, not as much. It's probably like 2,000. But says, those who have a million, come forward. Nobody came up. Then he says, those who have 500,000, come up. So I almost felt, at first I felt like I was just sorry for this man of God. Because he's, he's preached, he's calling people. But then I felt a conviction in my spirit that I needed to go. So I went forward when he called for those people for 500,000. Now, it was interesting because I didn't have the money. But I, I walked forward and said, I'm going to pledge. And I said, God, I need a miracle. I need you to come through for me. So anyway, I walked forward. I think we were two of us who went forward. The man of God prayed for us. And God is amazing. It took like two months later, God gave me the money. I called this man of God. I still remember that day. You know, there's some things you can never forget. I even still remember where we met, even him coming out of his car, receiving the money and praying for me. That was the day that I said bye to poverty. Amen. Hallelujah. I think from that day, miracle has been happening after miracle, after miracle, after miracle. Of course, God takes us from glory to glory to glory. But I believe that was the day that God just broke. Because now, whatever seemed so big, God allowed me to release it. Are we together? What do you have in your hand when you release it? Then miracles begin. So there is, the, the, when we, we're talking about prophesying, and I'm saying some of the most powerful things you have is not money, it is not what you have in your house, it's not the material things. Do you know the most powerful things you have in your life? It is your words. The most powerful asset God has given you is your word. Because sometimes you say, I don't have capital. <laughs> you've already canceled your ability. The more, I mean, you've said it with your own mouth. You've said, I don't have. Then how will you start a business? That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am let the poor say, I am. Because the world of the spirit responds to words. And if you begin to understand that, you every time you're going through a situation, you should speak the opposite. You're feeling sick, say, I am well. Why? Because even your own body, I mean, this has been proven scientifically, that the body, your body responds to your voice more than any other voice. What you say about yourself, your body activates it. This is not even now the spirit. Your body, if you say, oh, my headache, uh, this headache is not going away, the body will make sure that headache remains. Why? Because it, it is, it is, there is power in, in, the, in the tongue. So for many of us, we may not have the money, we may not have the connections, we may not have all these things, but thank God we still have a mouth that can speak. And now you can begin to use that mouth to create the kind of world that you want. Wake up every day and speak concerning your future. Prophesy to your destiny. Begin to speak concerning your children. Wake up every day and speak about where you're going. Don't live according to where you are. Live according to where you are going. Praise the Lord. Release those words into the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Because the, the spirit world will respond the same way. The reason I brought out that word. Did you know that the same way God says my words will never come back to me? It's the same thing with you. Every word you have spoken can never come back. Unless you cancel it. Thank God us as human beings. God has given us the ability. We can speak some words. We can cancel some words according to the word of God. The Bible says every tongue no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper and every word that rises against you you shall 
condemn. So there are certain words that you can hear other men say and condemn them. You know, our brother Lawrence, the man of God, brought a scripture that is so powerful. He said in the Old Testament, God told the men, that's why we have to honor men and pray for men, praise the Lord. Not that we shouldn't honor women, but this is according to divine order. God told the man, he says, every time a woman speaks a word, your wife or your daughter, they speak a word. If it is a wrong word and you hear it and you keep quiet, it will come to pass. But if you refuse it, it will never happen. Can you imagine that kind of authority? I, I, I mean, I, 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 it, didn't, it didn't show us the scripture, but I really want to find it. We need to Google it. But then he says, man, you, I says, don't just listen to a word. You know, your wife says something or your children are saying something and you just keep quiet. Because the truth is, women have been blessed with an ability to speak more. But men should be able to hear some words and refuse them. And say, though you have said this about yourself, I refuse it. It will not happen. But though that has been written about men in the spirit world, I realized something. You know, for a long time I had had people speak and preach about men being as priests over their families. It is true. But do you know in the scriptures, I've not found the scripture which says that the men are the priests. It talks about the men being the head. But it calls every child of God a priest and a king go open your bibles there is no place where the bible says that only the man is the priest we are all priests and kings we are all a holy priesthood a priest what is the role of a priest a priest is to stand at the altar and connect the earth to heaven what Jesus Christ said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. That is the role of a priest. You come and stand and say, I don't want this to happen anymore. So you may be a woman and saying, well, I'm not a man. I cannot be a priest. That is not scripture. Speak over your children. Begin to speak. This is what I want my children to become. If you have a man in your house, both of you can be priests. But if your man is not saved, you can still stand up and say, I stand as a holy priesthood and I declare that my children will serve the Lord. I declare that my children will not lack. I have been praying over our children when they were still in their mother's womb. I would lay hands and begin to prophesy and say you're, you're going to make it. You'll never know poverty. You'll never meet the wrong people. You'll marry the right person. You... <laughs> Every, everything you want to see in your future begin to prophesy it I said everything you want to see begin to speak it son of man can these bones live don't say God you know uh -uh. begin to prophesy hallelujah because God says yes I know of course I know but these bones will not live unless you open your mouth and prophesy that situation will not change until you open your mouth and mark chapter 11 let's look at this scripture i want i want to bring to you an understanding of the prophetic the prophetic is not just predicting it is not just talking about the future it is not just telling people about what is going to happen the prophetic actually as i said according to hebrew none there is no word of a prophet that talks about predicting it's about mentioning it's about calling it's about summoning and it's about what proclaiming yes prophets can talk about the future but the most powerful word of a prophet is the same word for a preacher. And it means someone who brings messages of good news. Someone who stands on the mountaintops and proclaims and announces. And I came to declare to you in the name of Jesus that 
God has ordained you as a prophet before you were born in your mother's womb. Just like God spoke to Jeremiah, he anointed you as a prophet. Not just a prophet to go and speak to others, but to begin to prophesy concerning your destiny. To begin to prophesy concerning your future. To begin to refuse the things that are not supposed to be in your life. Like Jesus Christ says, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. The word bind means to allow. There are certain things you need to start refusing permission and say, I refuse permission for poverty and brokenness in my life another day. I begin to speak increase. I speak multiplication. I speak health. You speak it and speak it and it will come to pass because the spirit world is waiting for your voice. The words that you speak, Mark 11. Oh, glory to God. Mark 11, verse 23. He says, For verily I say to you, that whosoever, did he talk about a prophet? Who is whosoever? Everybody, everyone. He says, Whosoever shall help me, shall do what? shall say shall say shall say it is about saying amen whosoever shall say to this mountain which means mountains have ears they can hear you know i, I got a revelation last sunday I'm also beginning that stones, you know, because I want to build a house. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to begin to, I'm beginning to call the cement and I'm calling the, the, the iron bars. And I, <laughs> Hallelujah. And the stones. Because if a mountain can hear, how about stones? Oh, glory to God. So he says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he help me those things which he what shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he three times Jesus Christ repeating the words whosoever shall say and shall believe in his heart that the things which he he shall have whatsoever he. I want us to mark these words. Whosoever, whatsoever. I personally do not believe in this message that people preach and say, God will only give you your one, your, your needs, not your wants. People will say, oh, you did not have get an answer to your prayer because God does not know that God says that you do not need it. So you have heard people preach that. God, God will only give you your needs, not your. I want part of whatsoever. Whatever. So if you believe anything, it shall come to. So you don't limit God. Hallelujah. As long as you can desire it, God can give it to you. So the limitation is not God. The limitation is what you say. Oh, are we understanding this? Jesus Christ here does not say that he shall have whatsoever God wants him to have. Or whatsoever God wills for him to have. Or whatsoever God has said he can have. God, Jesus Christ says, if you believe that whatsoever you say and you believe it in your heart... That what you believe shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you. This is Jesus Christ who wrote these words. Praise the Lord. It says, if you believe, that is why you have to take seriously the things which you say. Don't just say anything. Take seriously the things which you say. The things which talk about your husband, 
the things you say about your wife, the things you say about your children, the things you say about your finances, the things you say about your job, the things you say about your destiny. Every word that you speak is either creating life for you or creating death in your life. That is how serious. Because being a prophet is about separating. I, and I preached this last time, but I want to preach it again because I want us to understand it. Jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 19. Please put it up there. Jeremiah 15 and verse 19. This is a training for being a prophet. Amen? Because we, before we talk about, probably next Sunday, I'll go on and talk more now about the gift of prophecy and the prophetic office. But today I want this to get into your spirit. Because before God can use you to prophesy to other people, you must be your own prophet. It is very sad that there are people who can go prophesy to others, speak to others, but their own lives, they're not seeing this, that blessing in their lives. Are we together? So before you can prophesy and, and, and pray for other people, can we see that at work in your life? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This is what God says. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Can you find the version which talks about the prophet? You shall be my prophet. But let's first read this too. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you repent, I will restore you that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless. Worthy, not worthless. There are some worthless words. When Jesus feel it. And God does not want worthless words. It is so serious. You know, when I learned it, the Bible says actually that every idle word men speak, we shall give account for it in heaven. So as believers, we're not going to be judged on anything else apart from on our words. Idle words. Every idle word that you speak Praise the Lord. So the, the Amplified says you shall be, if you separate between the, the, the vile, I mean the, the worthless words and the precious words, you cleanse your heart, you shall be my mouthpiece. The, the, the King James says you shall be my mouth. There's a, another version we have seen which says you shall be my spokesman. There's another version, I don't remember which version it is, which says you shall be as my prophet. Amen? You shall be as my prophet. In other words, you can speak, may the Lord help us to be like Samuel. Bible says no word that Samuel spoke fell to the ground. I mean, every single word that the prophet Samuel spoke came to pass. I say, may that be your portion from this day in Jesus' name. That when you speak, heaven will back you up and hell will obey. You know, some of us don't have even the ability to command devils because they're helping us as we speak. And the devil will be like, you know, I helped you the other day. You know, as you are cursing that sister. Now, how can you cast me out? You know, I helped you as you were doing this. I mean, that's a little bit of, you know, like a joke. But the truth is, sometimes the words that come out of our mouth, they, they, they are like venom. They are like... And, 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 and we do not know that these words are going, especially as a child of God. Those words have power. Bible says, whoever, you know, whoever blesses you will be blessed. Whoever curses you will be cursed. But in the same way, because you have the word of God, you have the power of God in you, you can say something against someone and it will happen. But it's as few. The book of Psalms, we're still talking about prof being, using the prophetic to activate miracles. You need to begin to speak to the dead things in your life. Don't worry if it doesn't happen in a day. Keep speaking. 
Amen. Keep prophesying. Even for Ezekiel, God did not tell him to prophesy once. He told him, now speak to the dry bones. After the dry bones were there, he says, now speak to the wind. Now speak to the flesh. Now speak to this. Now command it to rise up. There are stages, glory to God. There are places that God will take you as you obey him. Today he will command you to speak to this, speak to it. And you are going to begin to see life come. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Psalms 114. Psalms 114. We're talking about being prophetic. I want you to be prophetic people. We're talking, as I said, as when I talk about being prophetic people, I'm not talking about the gift of prophecy, the office of the prophet, but I'm talking about you being conscious of the words that you speak. Because your words are going to create your world. Someone say, My words will create my world. Everything that I want to see, I can create with my words. Everywhere I want to go, I can create it with my words. Whatever I want to see happen in my life, I can speak it to come to pass. It may now, I mean, it may take a day, it may take a month. You're still speaking, go ahead, speak. It may take a day, it may take a month, it may even take years, but as long as I keep speaking it, I will see it. As long as I keep declaring it, it shall come to pass. For the Bible says, I shall declare a thing and it will come to pass. From this day, I stop declaring frustration. I stop speaking defeat. I stop speaking evil about myself. I'm going to prophesy good things. My future is blessed. My destiny is blessed. I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Even when I am down, I will continue to speak about my rising. Hallelujah. Psalm 111. So 114, verse 1. When Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob from a people of a foreign tongue. Israel went out of Egypt. Now, we know it literally, this was a real country called Egypt. And, and literally, you know, they were having, speaking a different language. But the reason why this is also significant is because when they went into the wilderness, the people who brought problems, they, the Bible calls them the mixed multitude. There were people that did not, were not car, carrying the promise, that somehow went along with the people. That's why, I mean, we have to be very careful whom we allow to speak into our lives, whom we allow to walk with, whom we allow. Because before you know it, if surround yourself with people who celebrate you, hallelujah. Life is too short to surround yourself with negative people. To surround yourself with people who don't believe in you. With people who don't believe you can make it. Surround yourself with some people. As I say, they may not have it today. They may not have the money today. But as long as they can encourage you. As long as they can believe in your vision. They can believe in where you're going. Those are the right people to walk with. Glory to God. Because as they speak, there is power in the words that they speak. So God said, go back to verse 1, the people of Egypt had a strange language. They had a foreign tongue. There were people who spoke to God, that was a language. What strange language are you speaking today? Ask your neighbor, what strange language are you speaking? Do you know even money hears language? If you keep saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, money will never come to you. Money does not want broke people. Because if you keep talk, talking like that, even when it comes, it will go very fast. It will run away from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But begin to speak. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am. Let the poor say, I am rich. You speak it. You speak your destiny. Say, I'm going to make it. I'm going to succeed. My future is blessed. The, the, the nations are coming to me. Everything, everything that you want to see. 
So the, God says the moment they came out of the people of a strange language, what happened? Israel became his dominion. And Judah, verse 2, became the sanctuary. The sanctuary is the place of the presence of God. That means when you speak the wrong words, the presence of God leaves. When you do not separate the words you speak, there are some words that grieve the Holy Spirit and he leaves. Because he has been helping you. He wants to help you. But from the moment a curse word comes of your mouth or something evil comes out of you and the Holy Spirit just... And the Holy Spirit is so gentle, you will not know when he has left you. He, he, he will just leave. So how do we court the presence of God? How do we become the sanctuary of God? We speak a language of praise. Hallelujah. Do you know praise is a language? Praise is not just the songs we sing. It is a language. That's why David says what? You can praise the Lord at all times. Psalms 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. You, you need to bless the Lord at all times. In the good times, in the bad times, you bless the Lord. You thank him when things are low. Don't allow your mouth to confess, to agree with your situation. Let your mouth agree with your revelation. And before long, your situation will start aligning with your revelation. Oh, somebody didn't understand that. I said when you continue to speak according to your revelation and not according to your situation, in a matter of time, your situation will begin to align with your revelation. You begin to say, this is where I am. This is where I'm going. This is what God has meant for me. Your situation will begin to listen to the voice of your revelation and it will begin to align. You posture yourself, not according to what you're going through, but according to what God has spoken concerning your life. God came to Abraham when Abraham didn't even have a child. And he told him, change your name from Abraham. From today you'll be called Abraham. For 25 years, the man was walking around and people are calling him, hey, hey, father of many nations. It looks funny. Because this is you know, the way we call ourselves, I don't know, men of, unfortunately, men of your names don't have meanings. But my name has a meaning. And, and, and I don't want to call my child anything that does, has no meaning. Praise the Lord. I don't know what Kamau means, what Onyango means. But <laughs> I grew up in a place where people are very intentional with the names they give their children. So in, in Kabale, in Western Uganda, where I grew up from, every single name has a meaning. So you should find a child will be called Nabimanya, which means God knows. You know, Ahimbisiwe, which means let him be praised, something like that. So what am I saying? This, in the Hebrew place, in the Hebrew culture, there is no name that they would give which had no meaning. And names were always a prophetic declaration about someone's future. Hello? So when God was calling Reuben, all these, all these names had, had a meaning. Reuben, you know, Zechariah, all these words, read through the scripture. All these names had. So people knew that the moment this man's name has been changed and has been called a new name, something has changed about his destiny. Ah. When Jacob meets face to face with the angel, and his, which was really Jesus Christ pre-incarnate, and he wrestles with him, and, 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 and God says, Jacob knew, says, I want my name too. I will not leave you until I'm blessed. And says, because you have wrestled from today, you'll not be called Jacob. Jacob meant a thief. Jacob means a supplanter. Jacob means, for some of you who do not, I don't know, I don't want to be political, but some of you who call yourself some names, those things mean, mean thieves. And it mean, <laughs> I know if I mention the word, some people might think I'm leaning in some direction. But you, you, you just go to Google. Or go to the dictionary and find the meaning of that word that people are calling themselves. 
It means what Jacob was called, a thief, a grabber, someone who takes things by force, someone... I've not said anything. I don't want to be quoted. You just Google. You will see the meaning. But that was the meaning of his name. And says from this day, I don't want to be called Jacob anymore. I'm not in the camp of Jacob. I am in the camp of Israel. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not, I'm not, again, don't think about politics. And a problem with Kenyans, a moment to put up about those people just think about politics. Eh? But I am here to say, from this day, you are not going to be Jacob anymore. You're going to be a prince with God. Why? Because princes are not people who struggle to make things happen. Your life was not meant to just be something that you try to make, trying to survive, trying to make things happen, trying to 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 kupanga, you know, to try to make things work. No, 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 no. Your life is planned. You are a prince with God. Everything you need has already been given to you. You have the power to make it in life. You're supposed to struggle. You're supposed to gamble with life. God has a blueprint for your life. All you need to do is ask God, God, what is my destiny? And you begin to speak it. You begin to proclaim it. Oh, this is so good. Bible says, do not worry about anything. But in all things by prayer, mention your request to God. Do you know that same word mention, the same word prophesy? Because the prophetic is about what? Mentioning. So you're going to God and saying, God, I'm not going to worry about my being like this. I prophesy what I need to come. I command it to come in the mighty name of Jesus. As I bring this to a close, I want us to go to the book of Numbers. We're talking about the prophetic to activate the miracle. Someone say, I'm going to prophesy everything that I want in my life. I will speak it until it comes to pass. I, ref- I will never agree with what the enemy speaks about me. I will never agree with what my circumstances speak. I will never agree with what I see, with what I feel, with what I touch. I will not agree with my senses. I will agree with the revelation. When I am in the middle of, of a crisis, I will seek God for a revelation. And the word that is speaking is what I'll begin to speak. Friends, that is the purpose of prayer. Prayer is not telling God everything about you because he already knows. He's a good father. He will listen. But that is not what changes your situation. If that was the case, people who are crying and people who are having problems in Israel, they would have received miracles. But Jesus was just passing by. You think in all that crowd that was around him, people didn't have problems? They they are following Jesus because they want miracles. But they were following him, you know, Bila Mpango, Bila, you know, Bila, there's no, there's no. And then one woman who had a revelation, she pushes herself as much as she was weak and touches the garment. I don't even know how she pushed Peter aside. And Kina John and all those guys, but she was so desperate. But why? Because she had a revelation. I don't know where she had read it. I don't know where she had heard it. But there, there's something interesting. This woman knew the, uh, the, the, the scriptures. Let me just show you this very quickly. The garment that Jesus Christ used to wear was not an, a, no, a normal garment, it was a prophetic garment. It was a garment that had. When they talk about the hem, it's not just the, the end of the cloth. These were like, um, how do you call them? Not strings. What do they call them? That's like, you know, like the way you can make, um, like lessons, you know? You make and then you leave those things. And according to Jewish tradition, the, the rabbis were the only ones supposed to wear the talit. And on the talit, there was, of those, one of those lessons was blue. And that blue actually was a prophetic word. And only Jesus Christ had a talit that had those blue laces. And it 
talked about the dispensation coming from the law into grace. Praise the Lord. So actually this woman had a revelation and she stretched forth her hand and she touched that talit. That thing that talked about, proclaimed that this is the Messiah. And the moment she touched, the miracle happened. So it, this was not just another woman. This was a woman who had, I don't know whether she got in a dream in the night. I don't know whether she had an encounter with God. But she said, I know if I can touch that place. It was not just about touching the robe of Jesus. Because other people were touching. You know, people were touching Jesus and, and nothing was happening. But it took a woman with. May you have a revelation that will change your life today. I said, may you stop coming to church just anyhow, but come to church with a revelation. May, may you just stop coming uh, with, with no expectation, but come with a revelation. Come and say, today I know that if only I can touch God. Do you know other people were waiting for Jesus to touch them, but this woman touched God. That's another revelation right there. That there are people who are waiting for God to do a miracle for them, but this woman drew the power from Jesus. Do you know that the words you speak can draw power from heaven? The way you put a socket and power is drawn from the socket, your words can cause heaven to respond. I said your words can cause heaven to respond. There are certain words that you speak that will cause heaven to do miracles for you. There are certain words that you can speak that can cause a shift in your destiny. There are certain words that you can speak that can cause your future generations to change. That's why, that's why, that's a difference between blessing and cursing. Hello? Because a blessing is a word. A curse is Let's look at Numbers and then we'll be done. Numbers chapter 11. Do you, did you know, that is something I also want to bring to you. Did you know that God, though he's almighty, he's sovereign, he cannot bless you beyond your words? Just think about that. He is so powerful, but your words are more powerful than what he wants to do in your life. Let's, let's look at that. So don't underestimate your words. God has given you so much power that though he has said you are blessed, if you say I am cursed, Quisha, there's nothing he can do. God has blessed you so much, even, even if you have said you will be the head and the tail, but if you believe, the Bible says, if that man believes that what he says will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever that is not just about the good things, but also the bad. If you believe in your heart that whatsoever you say will come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you. Numbers chapter 11. Let's look at this very quickly. Numbers 11. No, I'm sorry, Numbers 14 and verse 28. Numbers 14. And verse 28. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let's read from verse 27, verse 26. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this evil congregation murmur against me? Do you know these people were killed because of murmuring? Eh? Just saying, oh, things are hard. Oh, things are so difficult. I don't know what I'm going to do. Things, maisha imekuwa magumu sana. Beya, kila kiti mepanda. That is murmuring. Did you know that? Hata fea imepanda. Hata mafuta. Sijui tafanya nini. Gasi mepanda. You know, that's all they were saying. They were killed. God says, how long? You know, these people don't know I'm Jehovah Jireh. I don't depend on how they are mafuta and they are gas. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Do you know, as you're crying, some people are happy because the, 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 those who have dollars, the dollar has gone up. So they, 
What does he say? He says, surely, as I live, how long will these people murmur against me? I have heard the complaints of the Israelites. The complaints that Israel murmur against me. These guys were talking among themselves. But God says they are complaining against me. It's like your father. I mean, think about it in the natural. You know, if your father, just for, for a moment, imagine you're a son of Uhuru Kenyatta. Okay? And you're in state house and you're complaining how you don't have food to eat, how life is so hard, how you don't have, you know, a pencil or a book to write on. Then Uhuru Kenyatta is somewhere in the next room hearing you. Saying, hey. And even crying, you know, life is so hard. I don't have a pencil. I don't have, I don't know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> what do you think that the president will come and do? You just say, Ayla, something is wrong. Take my son to be checked. <laughs> Can't he just see surrounded by wealth? But our God is bigger than the president of Kenya. Our God owns that world and everything in it. So let's not agree with the situation. Let those people who are out there who don't know God, let them speak. But don't begin to speak their language because that language is a strange language to God. And that language takes away your ability to become a sanctuary. And when you are not a sanctuary, you fail to become a dominion. Oh, I hope someone is understanding something. God tells them, tell them as I live says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. What you have said in my hearing, I will. God had sworn to give them the land, but they prophesied. They said, oh, that would die in Egypt. <laughs> Let's see, 14 verse 2. The Israelites grumbled and deplored their situation. Where do we begin? They are not talking to God. They are deploring their situation. Me, my life is so hard. How come God chose to put me in such a family? How come I was not born in the other Indian's home? How come everything is so hard for me? Deploring there. How come I got married to this man? I didn't get... How come I'm the only one struggling to pay school? I mean, we speak all kinds of things. But God looks at it as we are complaining against him. They deplored and says, Would that we have died in Egypt. Oh, that we had died. Verse 2. In this wilderness. Why does God bring us into this land to die by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will be a prey. God says, Higher. Everything you have said, I will do it to you. And as the word was, the, each and every one of them died in that wilderness. In the name of Jesus, you will not die in the wilderness. Whatever you are going through, you are going through. I said whatever you are going through, you are going through hallelujah you are not going to die in that valley just rise up to your feet brother Dennis just come and help me you're not dying in that valley that valley is a valley of dry bones but you have the ability to begin to prophesy you can speak to the dry bones you can command them to leave you can speak to that situation begin to speak not according to your situation but according to your revelation i want us to open our mouths and begin first of all by repenting of every negative word we have spoken against ourselves against our destiny against our children against our future against our finances against our businesses begin to uh, repent of every time you have agreed with what the news is saying every time you have agreed with what the media is saying every time you have agreed with what other people are saying about you 
even it could even be your parents whatever you have agreed with the things that you have heard and begin to say God from this day I want to be your sanctuary I want to carry your presence I want to carry come on talk to God talk to God talk to God talk to God now begin to prophesy prophesy into your future father I speak healing to my future I speak I speak deliverance I am blessed I am I'm above I'm going to prosper in this city I will prosper in this nation my children are blessed my wife is blessed all the good things are coming to me everything that I need is looking for me my destined helpers are going to locate me favor is going to locate me everything that I need is on its way coming to me in the mighty name of Jesus I am blessed everywhere I go I will find favor those are opening for me I will not lack God is my shepherd I will have everything that I need I am more than a conqueror everything in this city is hearing my voice this city is coming to me even as impact church we are going to see the goodness of God we are taking over the land this church is increasing this church is growing this church is multiplying we are going to own land in Westlands we're going to raise buildings in Westlands we're going to own businesses in Westlands we're going to own businesses in this city people that come from this church are going to be multi-millionaires people that are coming from this church are going to have buildings they're going to have businesses they're going to increase come on prophesy 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 to yourself prophesy to your destiny prophesy in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you are you are you are above and not beneath you are beautiful you are not ugly you are going to be married men are going to favor you men are going to favor you people will come to you people will you will have ideas God is giving you the ideas that are going to cause you to be blessed prophesy to your future you are you, doors are opening for you increase is coming your way you are not rejected you are loved you are not rejected you are loved you are not rejected you are loved you are not rejected I hear that word for somebody and the spirit of rejection is leaving you right now that spirit of rejection is leaving you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that spirit of poverty is leaving your life right now every poverty command every poverty to leave say I am not poor my parents may have been poor but I am not poor my family may have been poor but I am not poor I am blessed I will drive cars I will build houses I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living I will multiply and increase on every side the lines have fallen in good places for me I have a good inheritance the Lord is my portion The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, Third Floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.